0: Adolescent Anxiety and Depression in Time Magazine on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. In the November 7th edition of Time Magazine, Suzanne Schrobsdorf wrote a fascinating article called Anxiety, Depression, and the American Adolescent. The themes of this article touch on exactly the kinds of things that concern us here at ACBC and on Truth and Love. It's the themes of anxiety, depression, and how those problems are experienced by people, in particular, in this article in Time Magazine, by adolescents in the United States. The article reports a very significant problem. It reports increasing anxiety and depression on the part of teenagers in the U.S., Susanna Schrobsdorf reports, anxiety and depression in high school kids have been on the rise since 2012 after several years of stability. She goes on to report that girls are at more risk than boys. And she says in 2015, about 3 million teens ages 12 to 17 had had at least one major depressive episode in the past year, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. And she later says about 30% of girls and 20% of boys, totaling 6%. Point three million teens have had an anxiety disorder according to data from the National Institute of Mental Health. So she's talking about uh, a problem of a growing number of teenagers experiencing depression and anxiety. She also goes on to explain how this problem manifests itself and she spends a great deal of time in the article talking about self-harm, about girls and boys who engage in the practice of cutting. In fact, the article is just as much about cutting uh, as it is about the experience of anxiety and depression itself, as this self-harm becomes a manifestation of that anxiety and depression. And she also explains, the author does, uh, some of the problems that she believes are behind these behaviors. She points to problems in the culture She says that these adolescents have never known a time when terrorism and school shootings weren't the norm. They grew up watching their parents weather a severe recession, and perhaps most important, they hit puberty at a time when technology and social media were transforming society those problems in the culture gives way, as she mentioned, to the problem of social media and online bullying, which she talks about at great length. And she also talks about the problem of parental disconnect, uh, that parents today don't seem to be as connected to their kids as they once were or as they should be. Uh, She says, "...parents are also mimicking teen behavior. Not in all cases, obviously, but in many cases, the adults are learning to use their phones in the way that teens do." They're zoning out. They're ignoring people. They're answering calls during dinner rather than saying, okay, we have this technology. Here are the rules about how we can use it. So you see here the problem of social media and the problem of parental disconnect as the parents do the same thing that the kids are doing. And so this is the problem, growing anxiety and depression on the part of adolescents uh, who are even going so far as to engage in cutting and other forms of self-harm. And some of the root causes, as Time Magazine reports, are social media, unique problems in the culture, and parental disconnect from their teens. What can we say about this from a Christian perspective? The article is clear that there is a problem. What is not so clear in the article, is what is the problem. One of the reasons that there's a lack of clarity about this in the article is because the the article has a very limited historical and geographical perspective. We would need to be honest, as Christians who want to think not just nationally, but globally, that there are brothers and sisters in Christ, men and women in the world, boys and girls, teenagers all across the world who are struggling with all kinds of problems that we don't even think about in our relatively isolated context of the United States. There are teenagers in other countries who are exposed to grinding poverty, who are exposed to wars that are ongoing in their own hometown, who are having to flee uh, as refugees uh, their own country of origin. And so we'd need to be honest that This article, as it focuses even in the name of the article on American adolescence, is fairly limited in the kinds of things that uh, adolescents can deal with all across the world. But it also uh, is limited from a historical perspective, even as you evaluate the United States. Adolescents in this country uh, in generations in the past have grown up through a Great Depression. They've grown up through world wars and have had to learn the news that their father was killed in battle. They um, have grown up... uh, African American children have grown up in the 1960s and have suffered through Jim Crow. Uh, And so The article, both geographically and historically, even in the United States, is very limited. I don't know that it's helpful to speak of adolescents today facing a greater set of problems than adolescents in any other trying time. So I don't think the article is helpful in making that argument per se. But I do think the article is helpful in exposing the particular kinds of stresses that plague adolescents, the particular factors in our culture that lead... Adolescents to struggle with the kinds of depression and anxiety uh, that they struggle with. Certainly, teens today who are growing up do face challenges with social media that no other generation faced. That does pose a particular kind of threat to flourishing in an individual human life that we would want to talk about. And so, in that sense, I'm really thankful for the article, and I think it helps us know how to be more faithful as Christians in general and as parents in particular. So that means we have to talk about solutions, and this is where the article is really just not that helpful. There's one inset graphic towards the end of the article that provides some guidance, and there are several nondescript references to counseling throughout the article, but we're not told what kind of counseling it was, we're not told what the issues were that were addressed in counseling, So, there's just not a lot of positive progress by way of prescriptive steps in the article. The article winds up being a very descriptive piece about a very serious problem, but doesn't offer any real help that can allow us to address these problems when we confront them in our lives or with the adolescents in our lives. And so I think we need to be honest at this point that this is what happens in an atheistic culture. This is what happens in a culture that has banned God from the public square. This is what happens to a culture that has fled to the godless solutions of secular psychology for help from life's problems. The reality is we live in a culture that does not know how to help the most serious and the most obvious problems that confront us. And as Christians, we have to be committed to addressing these problems that apparently few have the answers to. This really all began in the late 1800s and early 1900s before that there was an understanding in the culture in general that if you had a problem like anxiety or depression you had to go to your village pastor or your village priest there was no other place to go for care from these kinds of problems but in the late 1800s early 1900s Sigmund Freud began to do his work of creating a secular alternative to religious care and that secular alternative took off through the course of the early 1900s. And by the middle of the 1900s, the middle of the last century, you had a situation where Christians had been in retreat and secular thinkers had been ascendant. And you had Christians from a relatively weakened perspective at that point trying to look at how to augment the resources of scripture with the resources of psychology in order to help people who struggled with problems like this. That project didn't work. And then by the early 2000s, even just within the last decade, you have seen the evaporation of cultural Christianity. You have seen the ratification of a culture that is entirely secular. And now where we are is we have people who don't understand anxiety and depression. We have people that are without hope and without God in the world, and we are shocked when this leads to the kind of despair that we see in the Time Magazine article. And so what this article really is, is a call for Christians to get serious about how to care for people in our midst, kids in our families, kids in our churches, grown-ups in our homes and churches, about how to connect them and their problems with the practical love and the relevant care of Jesus Christ. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those words of Jesus spoken... 2,000 years ago are just as relevant in 2016 as they were when Jesus said them to begin with. This is a promise from Jesus Christ that when you are weary and heavy laden, if you come to him, he has rest for you. This is a promise that our culture doesn't know and that the church, broadly speaking, has forgotten. It's a call for us to marshal our resources as a church to grow in the kind of wisdom that connects this care of Jesus to people in pain. We've got a lot of work to do on that, and that's one of the reasons for the Truth and Love podcast, is we want to talk about how the wisdom of Jesus and the care of Jesus gets really practical in the context of specific problems. I want to promise you that in the weeks and months ahead, we're going to deal specifically with some of these issues that are plaguing adolescents, and we want to show you how the The Bible springs to life and offers real care for these real challenges, but this is a call to action for the church to grow in wisdom. Another statement from Jesus is in Matthew 5, verse 16, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. This is in the midst of Jesus' call for us to be salt and light, and here he wants our light to so shine that people would see our good works and not give glory to us, but give glory to our Father who is in heaven one of the good works that christians must do so that our light can shine in this culture is have solutions to this kind of anxiety this kind of depression this kind of self-harm that adolescents all around us are struggling with one of the ways that christians need to let our light shine is by having these kinds of practical solutions to the adolescents in our midst to the teens that we know who are dying without hope and without god in a of anxiety and depression. May God help us to grow in wisdom as we do this together. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. We want to give you more resources to address this issue of ministering to teens who are struggling with anxiety and depression, but one really good place to start is with a book by Paul Tripp called Age of Opportunity. It's a book to parents of teenagers and how to parent them in a way that is wise and faithful and centered on Christ. So I want to recommend that book to you, and if you'd like more information about our ministry at ACBC, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.